Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. And we're delighted to bring you short portions of this spoken ministry on today's broadcast. Now, let's join today's life study. What is the difference between a New Testament minister and the New Testament ministry? Well, according to what we see so often today, there's apparently a discrepancy. But according to the revelation in 2 Corinthians, they are actually the same. This is Matt Miller. I'm filling in for Chris Wilde again today. And the title of our Life Study program is The Minister's and the ministry becoming one. Joining us for the program is Francis Ball. Francis, it's good to have you back. Yeah, this has been my pleasure, Matt, and uh, I welcome you back, too. Uh, Francis, I think we have a really special program, and I hope the listeners will stay with us for it. This is a subject that I think strikes a chord within every believer in Christ, but I don't think many have ever even heard it before. I'm looking forward to it, and I'd like to ask you to give a short introduction That would inspire our listeners to stay with us for the rest of this program. Why don't you tell us what we're going to cover today? Well, we're going to see how the ministers and uh, the ministry of the New Covenant really are becoming one. And I say becoming because actually there's more to follow in this subject. But there is a great need for the ones who minister the Word to be the same as their ministry. And that ministry should be the New Covenant ministry, which has very, very much to do with the Spirit. So I believe we're going to see today how there's a a becoming of oneness between the ministers and the ministry. You know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, it uses these phrases, the ministry of the New Covenant, the ministry of the Spirit, the ministry of righteousness— And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, later in the same chapter, verses 16 through 18, it talks about whenever the heart turns to the Lord, the veil's taken away. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding and reflecting like a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, even as from the Lord's Spirit. What actually you have happening there in chapter 3 is a transition of the ministry in the early verses in chapter 3, and in the later verses, you actually have the minister himself, seeing that the ministry and the ministers are actually one. And Isn't so, that marvelous? Because the, the ministry itself is in glory. We saw that earlier in the verses in this chapter. Now we see how that same glory is imparted and in and through the ministers. Well, Francis, I'm really looking forward to this program today, and I hope our listeners will stay with us. I think it's a unique, uh, particular program that will uh, speak to a lot of people. Let's go to Witness Lee for today's life study from Second Corinthians. If you read chapter 3 of Second Corinthians, verses 8 and 9, then verses 16 through 18, you could see a clear view that eventually all the new covenant ministers become one with their ministry. Their ministry is not what they do. It's not what they work. 
Their ministry is what they are. Their being is their ministry. Verses 8 and 9 says, The ministry of the new covenant, firstly, is in glory. Secondly, it abounds in glory. Two stages. When the ministry is of the Spirit, it is in the first stage. And in the first stage, the ministry is in glory. When the ministry is of righteousness, it is in the second stage. When it is in the second stage, it is not only in glory, but abounds in glory. Why abounds in glory? Because righteousness comes out. Then, if you go on, verse 18 says, We, the apostles, we, the ministers, with unveiled face, beholding and reflecting the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the image of glory. From glory to glory. Could you see here? The glory is related to the ministers. In verses 8 and 9, the glory is related to the ministry. And this proves eventually the ministers all become one with the ministry. In chapter 4, Paul gives us the confirmation that their ministry eventually is just what they are. They don't do any work. They just live there. Their living is their ministry. Their living is their work. What they are means a lot. Not like today's preachers. They work in one way. They live in another way. But the New Testament ministers should be one with their ministry. Francis, this is really a striking thought, and I think a lot of people can really agree with it, that the preachers today, a lot of them, preach one thing, but they live a different way. They're a different kind of person than from what they preach. Yet, according to what we've heard here, the ministry and the ministers are one. This is striking, isn't it? Very striking, because we see a big contrast in many of the so-called ministers and their ministry and connected with their living. Of course, this is a shame to the ministry, but there is a way for the minister to be one with the ministry. And we want to find that out today from what we're hearing from Brother Lee. And this is a very, very striking point because it's so vitally connected with the kind of fruit we produce. If we are people who are just living this ministry, that is a shining that really is abounding in glory. And we saw already in this study of Second Corinthians that this ministry is in glory. It's not just with glory like the coming of the law was given with glory, but this is in glory, and this is even abounds in glory. So when the ministry becomes the minister himself, that's the abounding of the ministry of righteousness. 
So I think we're going to see a lot of uh, answers to some of the questions that arise out of some of the references that the Lord Jesus himself made to this matter of righteousness to his disciples and to those that were reportedly seeking him. He said, Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. And then he said, Blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of the heavens. And he also said, Unless your righteousness surpass that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall by no means enter into the kingdom of the heavens. So there's a big point made to the righteousness that's lived out of this ministry and by this ministry. So I think we'll see in the coming sections with Brother Lee more about how the ministry and the ministers are one. You know, Francis, the example in Corinthians is really the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was one who practiced what he preached. Yeah. He was really one who was a pattern of being a minister who matched the ministry. That's right. And his ministry was the ministry that he got by revelation. It's the ministry of the new covenant. I'm afraid many that preach the ministry of the old covenant, that is, they preach the ministry of works and the ministry of uh, behavior, things of this kind, they do seek to practice that, but that is a, a losing battle, you might say, because we are not capable of living righteously without the imparting of the divine spirit into our spirit and even into our mind and emotion and will that we might be righteous people. That's a good introduction to our next portion with Witness Lee Francis because he's going to talk about the comparison of a minister of the Old Covenant, Moses, with a minister of the New Covenant, and the outward shining that was on Moses' face compared to the inward shining that a New Testament minister has. Let's go on to Witness Lee. This glory is not something visible hourly. It is just Christ realized in your living, in your family life, in your marriage life, in your daily life, Christ is not seen by people, but realized by people. They would say, in this family, in their life, there is kind of condition. Oh, glorious. You see, that is the glory. In ancient time, at Moses' face, there was a visible shine. At Paul's time, there was no shining on his face. On Moses' face was a physical, visible shine. And that just came for a few hours. It didn't remain. But with the apostles like Paul, if you go to him to see the shining, a visible shining, physical shining, as that, on Moses' face, you couldn't find it. But you just stay with him for five minutes. You could realize here is a person shining. The shining is not visible, but invisible. And the shining is not seen, but realized. You can sense something is shining. Paul says, the very God who said, light shines out of darkness. 
this very God has shined Amen. in our hearts. Amen. You see, in all creation, the shining of God was outward. But in new creation, with us, the shine of God is not outward, but within, inward. God has shown into our heart. This is the inward shining. So, the light, the glory, the illumination is all within, within us. Francis, how about this comparison between the Old Testament outward shining on Moses' face and the inward shining on a New Testament minister? I really wish we had more time to cover this, and I I hope our listeners would uh, realize the depth of what we're covering and get the phone number at the end of the program to get this material. I feel like we're touching the tip of the iceberg, and we're just not going to have enough time to cover this. This is such a major point in the New Testament, this matter of the inward shining of a New Testament minister. That really is a marvelous term, the inward shining of a New Testament minister. To be a New Testament minister, of course, they have to be ministering the Spirit because the New Testament ministry or the New Covenant is of the Spirit. And when you minister such a marvelous covenant to people, that produces something in them that will be manifested, as we have seen already, in the way of righteousness. So I just feel that There's a big need for the realization and the revelation that comes with the title of this message that we have today about the minister and the ministry becoming one. There is such a need for the very words that we speak to be, first of all, worked out in us if we are to minister something of the new covenant and more partaking of the spirit of life for the supply that can make us a righteous person in our conduct and our activities. But none of our activities are what we minister, but we minister a new covenant which is glorious and works glory into us so that we can also be those that shine inwardly. I wasn't there, of course, when Moses' face was shining, but when we read what happened there, that shining was just for a time, and it was outward. It was not something permanent. It was not something that uh, was hidden, but an outward shining on his face. But in the New Testament, the shining is not an outward thing, as Brother Lee said, but it's an inward thing. And I can uh, testify that I have sensed it when you're in the presence of someone who lives that kind of life. I like the word that Witness Lee said. He said that Christ is not seen by people, but it's realized by people. You don't see the shining like they saw in Moses' face, but when you're with a person who's a New Testament minister, you realize Christ is with this person. A young person told me once that they had been to many revivals, many Christian services, heard a lot of preachers, but they'd never seen Christ or been impressed with Christ as much as they were by this person that was their boss at a certain job. Mm -hmm. They realized Christ in that person more than they realized Christ ever listening to the preaching of those messages. It's really a testimony of this same kind of thing. Christ was lived out of that person, her boss. Christ was living out of that person, so she realized Christ just through the living, through what he was, not through what he said. 
you said you've experienced this before, and I think we can even apply this. I can apply this to my personal experience when I was with Witness Lee. One time I had Witness Lee over to my house for dinner, and I had the sense when he was with me, I had the full sense Christ was with me. And I hope that the listeners would not misunderstand what I'm saying. When he was there, there was a realization that a shining was there. And even I had a conviction, Lord, how come I don't live like this all the time? Well, I have to go along with your testimony because I've had the same experience in uh, many times when I was with Brother Lee. I had occasions to be with him in the car even. Uh, He's been with, with me in my house, and I've been with him in his house, and I always had that same kind of impression, that same kind of sensation. Not so much that here is a great man or a great teacher or really knows the Bible, but there was something in the realization you could sense the very presence of the Lord, the presence of Christ who is righteousness was being lived out of this man. I don't think that was just the case with Witness Lee, but for sure that was also the case with the Apostle Paul. And uh, I think many other believers who are close to the Lord and their actual ministers, where the ministry and the minister are one, I think anyone listening today has an echo within. They know what we're talking about. Yes, I believe so. Let's go on to our final portion with Witness Lee. Today, the new covenant ministry is altogether a matter in the Spirit. Amen. It is altogether nothing physical, nothing visible. It is something so real that can be sensed, that can be realized, that can be enjoyed. This is the glory, the shining, the reality, the power, and the strength of the new covenant ministry. I tell you, this glory, this shining reality is a treasure in us who are the earthen vessels. There's something inside. Outside, we are earthen vessels. Nothing. Worth of nothing. But inside, we have a treasure. And this treasure is just Christ as the embodiment of this process triangle. It is just the all-inclusive, life-giving spirit. This is the treasure. And this treasure has a power. And the power is excellent. This is the new covenant ministers with their ministry. Amen. It is all together something in the Spirit. Hallelujah. This is the New Testament testimony. This is what God is after. We must be in a church of this. And we must live a life of this. And we must minister these to others. Not by what we do, but by what we are. Francis, I think this is an extremely profound definition of the ministry, that we must minister to others, not by what we do, but by what we are. What a profound concept that for every lover and seeker of Christ, 
I wonder how many of them have ever even heard what we're talking about today. I think this is of extreme importance both to those who minister and to those who are being ministered to. Right. The great lack in these days, according to my impression and limited knowledge, is that most of the ministry is without this concept of ministering the Spirit, the all-inclusive Spirit, into people. It's more the idea of ministering some truths, some doctrines, some uh, challenges to certain kinds of behavior. But this ministry absolutely is of the Spirit. And without the ministry of the Spirit imparting the all-inclusive, life-giving Spirit into people, there's no way to produce the righteousness of which the Word is speaking here in Corinthians, because it is the result of the infusion of the life supply of the all-inclusive, compound, life-giving Spirit into our spirit that is the way for the righteousness in our living to be worked out. And this righteousness is being worked out in us is really what makes us one with the ministry. The ministry is of the Spirit and of righteousness. When righteousness comes out as a result of the ministering of the Spirit, we are really one with the ministry that we minister. The ministry of righteousness that eventually becomes the image of God, the yes. expression of God outwardly, as it talks about in Second Corinthians 3.18, transformed to the, into the same image right. from glory to glory, can only happen when the Spirit within, in a hidden way, is ministered. Righteousness just doesn't happen outwardly through our effort. It only happens through the infusion of Christ as the life-giving Spirit to supply us. I believe somewhere uh, Brother Lee has pointed out that righteousness and image are really synonymous terms, that when we are righteous in this way, not by self-effort, but by the outworking and outliving of the, the Spirit of life within us, that is the image of Christ. And that's the reason I believe while you testified a while ago that that you felt that you were in the Lord's presence when Brother Lee was there in that way, just to be a minister that's one with the ministry that he ministered. You know, Francis, yesterday I was here with Dick Taylor with a program on this very point of righteousness and the definition of righteousness. To be right, you have to be enjoying Christ. You have to enjoy the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dick made a comment. He said, who's right? The one who's enjoying the Lord is right. <laughs> right. If you're not enjoying the Lord as the life-giving Spirit in your spirit, you could never be right no matter how much you try. That's what makes Dick always right. <laughs> because he's, he's always, always enjoying, enjoying the, the Lord. Lord. Yeah. You know, Francis, out of the Lord's sovereignty, I ended up in a meeting last night with some different members of the church, and it was facing a problem. There was a complication, and as I was there in that meeting, I thought, there's no way for this thing to be right unless the Spirit could come in and be the enjoyment to the parties who are having a problem and need reconciliation. Yeah. All the problems come when we're not enjoying the Lord That's right. as the life-giving Spirit in our spirit. Well, I hope, Francis, today that many of our listeners have been helped and we hope the enlightenment and inspiration that we've got here in the studio has made it through the radio waves into your car or kitchen or wherever you are listening right now. If you'd like to receive a printed copy, you can do that by calling 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or you can send email to radio at lsm.org. Or you can send snail mail to Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, California. 
800-242-9814. And if you'll get this publication, it will iron out all the wrinkles that might have been in our fellowship today. That's right, Francis. We do need the help of the printed message. And also, if you'd like to hear this particular program again, it is available on our website. You can listen to it at www.lifestudy.com where we have all the archives of all the past radio programs we've ever produced. There's more than 1,300 of them up on our website with almost uh, six years of programs we've done. Francis, thanks for being with me today. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. And thank you also for joining us. On uh, behalf of Francis, this is Matt Miller. Thank you for listening. believers desire to know the Lord Jesus in a deeper way. In a recently released set of 24 short messages, Watchman Nee guides new believers through some of the most pressing issues that they face, helping them mature in the Lord and be built up with other believers. Some of the topics in the New Believer series include baptism, seeking God's will, and reading the Bible. These messages come in a boxed set. The New Believers series by Watchman Nee is available at Christian bookstores everywhere, or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788.